LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. All right. Hello, I'm Madeline Galea. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every Monday. Yep, that's right. Now, <laughs> this is the first podcast of the new year. Woohoo! But as people realize, uh, we didn't come in on the 1st or 2nd of January and record this, nor no. are we recording it live. Uh, we record this just before Christmas. So, but I asked you before we, we um, started recording this, what your New Year's resolution was going to be. Not thinking you would have thought through this, but you have. I have. What have you got? It's a good one as well. Yeah, look, it, it's not a it's not a resolution for the whole year, um, but particularly January, we might we might keep it going. But uh, I've just realised I've consumed a lot of secular content, not reading many Christian books, listening to many sermons, and uh, you can feel the imp- I can feel the impact of that. So I am flipping the scales a bit, and uh, yeah, no. No TV shows. I'm going to watch one film a week and that's it. Um, no secular books um, and we're just reading Christian books, uh, particularly over January. So I think it's good. I'm excited. It will, mm. I consume a, a podcast as well. I actually, yeah, I'll, I'll stop with, I've made a decision now on the podcast. I'm going to stop with that. But yeah, just trying to dramatically shift that balance and I think it'll be good. Very, very impressive. Well, that's excellent. What are you? What are you going to do? No, I can't. I, there's nothing I can say to follow that. No, no. Everything else I say will seem facile in in, uh, in light of that. That's a good one. I might just steal that one. You should that's do good. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I and, and one one film a week. Maybe I'll I'll watch all of Meryl Streep's films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one a week that'll take me all year basically. All right. <laughs> For now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Sustainable Ministry. Well, uh, look, as Derek said, it, look, it's the 9th of December that we're recording this. So we are the tail end of, of the year, counting down uh, to Christmas. Uh, and yeah, this year, 2021, it's probably been a difficult year for many people. Um, but yeah, we're thinking through sustainable ministry and how uh, I guess we can really last for the long haul. Um, tell us, Derek, how have you seen the impact of 2021 on pastors? Well, I think it's actually the impact of 2020 and 2021. Um, mm. I think that's, um, I think that's where it's the accumulation of those things. In fact, I think, um, I saw a quote, Phil Colwyn, who's, um, a good friend of Reach Australia, he's on the board of Reach Australia. And, um, he gave a talk at, the Nexus conference in Sydney, and I just I wasn't at the conference, um, but there was one thing he pushed into. Uh, uh, there was a quote I saw, and he said, "One of the challenges with 2021 has been we came in with such high expectations that 2020 was so hard, and we've so drained, and we thought 2021 would be different, mm. and the the differential between what we hoped it would be and what it actually was." Um, has caused even more tiredness possibly than 2020. And yeah. so it's not just 2021, it's the accumulation of the last two years. And I, um, I'm i seeing leaders do an unbelievable job across Australia 
leading churches in the last two years and churches together caring for each other in incredibly trying, trying circumstances, um, doing things they would never have thought they would need to, to do two years ago. But the reality is that at this pointy end of 2021, everyone is re- very, very tired. Everyone is yeah. just stumbling to the finish line. And the challenge is running a church. So our cycle within Geneva Bush Reach Australia is we kind of wind down now. So yeah. we have a, we've had a big six, eight weeks organising stuff last eight weeks. And the year before, last couple of years have been huge. But our year winds down now. For churches, they're gearing up now because things are opening. They gear up for carols. They gear up for Christmas. They gear up for summer mission. And they're gearing up for planning next year as well. So just my my uh, impression of where leaders are at is they've done an unbelievable job leading in a very trying time, but they're just stumbling to the finish line this year and trying to work out how they pick themselves up for next year. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. If you got to the end of 2020 and you were like, well, at least next year will be easier yeah. and it was harder, significantly harder, that those expectations. Yep. 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 All right. So one of the big things that came out of uh, you had a few conversations with Jono in the burnout series that we did, episodes one ninety to one ninety four. Uh, it was that sustainable ministry isn't just about taking uh, lots of time off, having lots of holidays, but it's about three connections. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, uh, you should get the book, Re- the Reconnected Heart. <laughs> uh, let me give that another plug. Now. You should also go back and listen to the podcast because I'm sure I'm going to butcher what Jono said, but here's my here's my quick summary. The three connections that that he talks about, um, uh, first of all, our connection to God, just re- re-establishing and resetting that. Uh, where is that at? Um, are we are we uh, are we talking about God or are we talking to God? Um, are we connected to God or, or is he just an idea which we're telling other people about? So this personal connection to a personal God who gives us his spirit, uh, who sent his son, who is our brother and our saviour. So not, not an abstract idea. Again, I love that bit in, in 2, Timothy, um, 2 Timothy 1 where Paul says, um, after speaking about he's in jail and speaking about being persecuted and being abandoned and it's the end of his life uh, and telling Timothy, hold on, he says, he says those words he says um because i know in whom i have believed and you expect him to say what there you expect him to say in what i have believed but he says no no i know in whom i have believed and so part of the, the first connection here is is reconnecting with god reconnecting with our savior in a real deeply personal fashion not just as a concept and idea um the second one much more quickly um is connection with others in this how are we actually connecting with others is that healthy um, are those relationships um, energizing for us? Um, they don't all all have to be necessarily, but you do need you do need relationships that do energize you and connect you and lift mm. you up. And the third the third part of the triangle is is yourself. Now these are not those two are not necessarily in order, but just connecting with yourself, just checking in to see actually how am I going? All right, you might not like this question, Derek. In fact, I know you probably won't. What's the one thing that you personally do to help you? Be sustainable in ministry. I, I, you picked it. And I don't like this question at all because I, no. I think I'll, I'll tell you why I find this question hard. It feels like there's a premise to that that, that I've nailed it. Which anyone who <laughs> anyone who knows me well knows that that's not true. And so, look, I've learned a lot over the last twenty years around this mm-hmm. question, and sometimes I've learned by doing it really poorly. 
mm. and not being sustainable. Um, and yeah, so you can tell the, us about your mistakes. That's okay. Well, that would take a long form podcast, like the <laughs> Reach Australia podcast. That would. Uh, we've only got fifteen minutes of gospel centered <laughs> ministry tips every week. Yeah, Madeline. Um, look, I think I think the things for, I'll tell you some things I've learned through my mistakes. Mm. One is coming back to convictions, um, and so I think I. I I want to say convictions aren't the only things. In fact, in, in another pod, podcast, if you listen to around the network learnings, um, I, I mentioned some of these things. Convictions are, are key and foundational for helping us reset and understand why we're doing what we're doing. They are the why, the centre of those why. And for, for us as Christians, it's these gospel convictions about who we are in Christ, what God is doing in the world, uh, the fact that we, we're called to mission. Um, and so coming back to those convictions helped me reset and understand um, why I have either poured myself out in a certain way or why I might have done certain things and help me align and adjust if I need to. So I think first, first of all, just thinking through, I need to be clear about my convictions because that will help explain and help me understand why I would allow or do or be in certain spaces at certain times uh, and say no to certain things. Secondly, um, I think the other thing that's helped me work through what sustainability looks like for me is understanding my wiring and how I work because sustainability for me is not going to look like sustainability for someone else necessarily we've got different energy levels at different seasons in life as well um, you can go for longer or go for less or you know there's there's different things there's part of it and we had this conversation beforehand um, and you can speak for yourself but um, one of the things that we were we were saying uh uh, at, in that conversation was I, I am not a person who does things uh, in a kind of half-baked way. Uh, so I will, I'm a little bit obsessive about stuff. I, mm-hmm. I, I throw myself in sometimes too much. Um, and so I hit my limit often with things because I'll just plunge right in the depths. So I've, I've needed to understand that about myself, not necessarily a bad thing, but I've needed to understand that that is how I tick. And therefore sustainability for me means understanding the signs that help me know where my limit is being hit. And now I'm just going to need to schedule in breaks or connections with people or whatever else it is in order that I can go hard at something and see it to completion, which that's how I work. That's what I like to do. I like throwing myself in. Just knowing following that, I'm probably going to need a little bit of space in order to recoup. Um, yeah. around that what about you yeah no that's good and uh yeah as we were having that conversation just it's not always uh, it's not always that clear what's making you exhausted or what's re- what's particularly draining mm. uh, and just realizing that i i could actually just realizing i thought maybe i shouldn't work a, a really long like a, a 10 hour work day or a 12 hour work day but that's probably not the thing that's draining me what is is i go home and as i'm resting maybe i'm watching TV, which is not always particularly resting, I'm checking my email. And so realizing, oh, actually my body doesn't really trust that when I'm on break, I'm actually on break and you build that up and mm. you're just buzzing and you're never really switching off. Yeah. Um, I think just things like that, even, I mean, I'd be curious for ministers, but uh, just I think responsibility as well can perhaps be exhausting, you know, and for me working out what am I actually responsible for and being mm. accountable for that and what are the things that I actually just feel responsible for because of how I'm wired but maybe I need to work through that and realise 
you know, hand some things over to God when things are really outside of your control and not your responsibility. Um, But I'm similar being all or nothing. But I feel like people might give advice and say, uh, no, you should just work nine to five and you should like they give you some rules that you should live by. But Mm. I think it's more helpful for me to work out how I'm wired, what's wisdom within that. And like for you, is it, is it okay that you kind of work with how you're wired with the all or nothing, but trying to be wise and um, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think and I think the, the volume of work doesn't necessarily lead to sustainable ministry or not. It can. Like no one can sustain 70 hours permanently yeah. for the rest of their life. You just can't do that. But if you're going to get a church plan up and going, you are going to need to put in some long hours. Mm in the early days in order to get, to, to get it up and going. You're just going to need to do that. Now, you can't sustain that. You need to work out how to build sustainability into that. But part of that comes back to your convictions as well. That, that I want to say, and your convictions play in a whole number of ways um, in this, I'm so convicted that this thing needs to happen that I will pay the price maybe in other areas in order for this to get up and going, I mean, you know, because in terms of yeah. eternal impact, I think this is important. Convictions also play into the into the uh, the stress and the challenges of ministry, just in general. In that, you can you can work forty hours a week and be incredibly stressed, and it be unsustainable, because thirty five of those hours might be dealing with people with significant pastoral issues in your church. And so, you, you know, time there is no consequence at all. It doesn't make a difference. Mm. You, you could work 20 hours a week and still be, you know, unsustainable. So there's a conviction there around how it is that I am part of the creation, not the creator itself, uh, my understanding of people's sin and my own sin, my own limits, when I hand stuff over to God, who's ultimately in control, whose church this is. That comes back to conv- convictions, but convictions need to play themselves out in reality. I think they need to play themselves out in real life as well, as you've mentioned, in the context of who I am, how mm. I'm wired. God has wired me a particular way. And so that's the context in which I need to understand how to do sustainable ministry and what that looks like. There's no one size fits all. Yeah. Maddie, can I ask you then, you've, you grew up in a ministry family and you've been around church your entire life. And in fact, you work in an organization now that's working with, planters and ministry leaders um and you've also got a a good friend who works um with ministers lynette kane who you've spoken to this sustainable question about as well um what have you seen and what has lynette said to you about what are some of the challenges in this um, sustainable ministry space yeah um i guess one of the main areas is around identity and The beautiful thing about a lot of people, even in the network, is uh, just such a a passion for ministry and they're they're sold out for it. They're single minded uh, and it is it is a great thing. But what can often happen is there's not much of a cultivation of life outside of their role as a pastor. And that could be their friendships that they actually just enjoy. And as we've spoken about, they're um, they're easy um, and really life-giving relationships, hobbies. Um, and I just when you don't have those, when you haven't invested in those other parts of your life uh, to, you know, 
kind of frankly to be a well-rounded human in a sense um uh just the amount of pressure even that that can put on yourself and what happens if you do need to have a break for a for a couple of months for a few years uh what you know for your if your family for some reason you need to step out of ministry if your identity is based in who you are as a pastor i mean that's not even biblical you know it's it's who you are as a, as a son before god or a daughter before god and who you are in him um yeah and just the in uh, more and more i'm just seeing and even for myself i've kind of uh i've just been thinking through this as as well a lot and the importance of who i am before god and really being intentional at kind of building up the other parts of my life outside of serving on a Sunday outside of, well, my, my role's a bit different here, but, um, yeah. So and I, I, yeah, I'm good. Well, I was going to say, so that's interesting. What you've pushed into there is, um, I'm, I'm hearing and I'm, I'm interpreting that as there are a lot of conviction kind of pieces that you've drawn in there, but they're not the normal conviction pieces that we might refer to. So when we often talk about uh, what are the underlying convictions that drive us, they're often those gospel convictions um, that I, I've mentioned before about what God is doing in the world. There is a heaven and hell. People mm-hmm. need Jesus. Uh, God longs to see lost saved. And so we've got to use what time we've got in order to present the gospel so people's eternity might be changed. They're often the gospel convictions mm-hmm. that will shape and drive us. And so they push us right into the midst of doing ministry 24-7 and, you know, working through problems and growing and scaling. That's good. But there are other convictions embedded within our biblical convictions overall as well that might inform us to do things differently. That is, our identity isn't in this church plan. And so while we might be um, uh, greatly saddened if a church plant fails or if we have to leave a church that we've planted or things don't go according to plan, we are crushed because our identity isn't in that. That's core conviction. Um, if we hit a point physically where we can't do this ministry anymore, we're still a child of God in that and there's not shame in stepping back for a while in order to reset because we're part of the creation, not the creator. That's part of our convictions. And so I, you don't want to be simplistic and say, I just get your convictions right and it'll all fall into place. But I, I think I do want to say, I think our convictions need to be broader than just um, I'm called to lead this church. Our convictions need to fall into a whole number of other areas in how we see ourselves and how we see our relationships with other people because we were built to be in relationship with other people, as well as our calling as a leader within this church and the convictions around that. So it's bigger than just me in this job um there's more to yeah. me than just that mm. what is the one thing you want to say about sustainable ministry i think i want to say that there is no one size fits all for sustainable ministry uh, what's sustainable for me isn't necessarily sustainable for you or vice versa but i want to say you've got to let your convictions inform what sustainability is for where you are who you are, how you're wired, and the season of life you're in. Let your convictions inform around those things. And I think uh, reflecting on that will lead to a more healthy, sustainable ministry. What's in the toolbox? Toolbox, uh, well, Jono's episodes, episode 190 to 194, um, around burnout and sustainability as well. Uh, they're, they're well worth uh, going and having a listen to, again, Peter Brain's book, Going the Distance is a really good book. Uh, so I, I would encourage you to have a read of that. I'm sure there's others out there as well. Uh, they're really good. Christopher Ash has got one 
uh, called Zeal Without Burnout. Mm. Yeah, and that's a great book. I really I appreciate yeah, his writing. And lastly, let me just give a plug as well. To come back to the Reach Australia National Conference next year, 16th and 19th of May 2022. Um, a great time to be refreshed, recharged, have your convictions realigned, uh, as well as just connecting with people uh, once again, which we haven't been able to do for so long uh, in one place. So come back Very next exciting. May for that. ReachAustralia.com.au and you'll see the links. Very exciting. Well, we've started the new year. Woo. All right. I'm Madeline Galea. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. <laughs>